0: Space, there's one place you can go, and you found it. Welcome to Nightwise.com, the one and only podcast with hacks, tips, and tweaks for cross platform geeks. Whether you're a Windows, Linux, iOS, Android, or Sun Solaris user, we have the tricks you need to tune tech into your way of life and let that technology work for you. My name's Nightwise, and for the coming half hour, I'll be your host on this episode of the Nightwise.com podcast Sliders Academy part 2. If you want to find out more you can go on, can go on over to the website www.nightwise.com k n i g h t w i s e.com and there you'll find the links to everything we mentioned in this video and of course the link to subscribe to the nightwise.com media feed Subscribe to that feed and get all of the episodes, not only these video ones, but also our audio podcasts, delivered to your favorite podcatcher automatically. If you want to get in touch with us, you can. Feedback at NightWise.com for email, or NightWise.com slash Twitter if you want to follow us on Twitter, NightWise.com slash Facebook if you want to join our Facebook group, and of course NightWise.com slash Google Plus if you want to find us on Google Plus. Hey guys and girls, welcome back to Sliders Academy. For those of you who missed lesson one, welcome to the classroom. Sliders Academy is a practical guide on how to slide from operating system to operating system. A slider is somebody who uses several operating systems at the same time, or, you know, in a mix, in a daily mix, and doesn't stick to one operating system just because that's the only thing he or she knows. Like for example here, I've got OSX in the background, there's a virtual machine running there and that's Windows. That's called sliding. In the first episode of Sliders Academy, we showed you how to get started with sliding. We were going to show you, or we are showing you, a setup that will help you to move from one operating systems. Uh, to the other operating system and letting that technology work for you. In the first lesson we set up a Linux virtual machine or it could be a physical machine depending on what you would like. And this episode we are going to take that Linux machine one step further. Today we are going to uh, turn our Ubuntu Linux machine that we installed last time into an NX server. Now that sounds very technical but what it actually means is we are going to turn it into a terminal server so you can access your Linux virtual machine or physical machine from any machine that you want, whether that will be a Windows machine or a Mac, you can access your Linux machine and use your Linux machine from any operating system. And I'm not talking about remote desktop, I'm talking about terminal services, which means that you don't remote control the desktop, but you actually have a separate session that you are using. That means that if you have one super powerful Linux machine in the house you can connect to it with several people at the same time from several locations, from several operating systems and all use that favorite operating system as a base operating system and your Linux machine on top of that. It's called Sliding Deluxe and it's called using an application called the NX Server and the NX client. In the coming three chapters, uh, or three uh, parts of this uh, episode, I'll show you how to set up SSH on your Ubuntu server, set up the NX server on your Ubuntu server, and then we're going to show you how to install the NX client on your Windows machine, and how to install the NX client on your Mac. Plenty of stuff to do, plenty of stuff to get through, pay attention take your notes and it's not that it's not you know a bad thing if you have to rewind the video a couple of times because it's pretty technical but it's not really hard and you can watch it as many times as you want so let's get ready to slide and here we go time to make that little uh, Ubuntu machine that we installed last week into a super powerful slider-friendly server. Server, there's the word that we are going to deal with today. And server, uh, a server is a machine that is in a network somewhere and you go to it and you can expect to receive services from it. That's why it's called a server. Now, you go, you, it's in a network and you go to it. That's very important, and that means that that server always has to be at the same place. If that server were to be moving around, it would be pretty hard to find. And it's the same thing with a server on a network. It needs to be easy to find. Now, chances are that your network is running a DHCP server, which means that your router is handing out IP addresses to all the machines that connect to your network. Now, if you have a laptop and you connect to your home network, you get an IP, then you connect to your girlfriend's or your boyfriend's network, you get a different IP from that one network, you connect to your network at work and you get an IP there. That's pretty easy. It lets you roam around and your network at home is really nicely built to receive whatever machine you hook up to it. Now, if your server were to be receiving uh, dynamic IP addresses, it would change uh, from time to time, it would change its IP address because sometimes it would get an IP address that was available and the next time it would get another one depending on what was available and what was the lease time and a lot of technical stuff. Well, to be uh, very sim- to, to, to say it in simple terms, you have a server. And let's say that server is a hobo. A hobo moves around. If you need something from the hobo, you can't find him because he's been moving around. So what you need to do is make sure that that hobo stays in one place. And that is what we need to do to your server. We have to make sure that he stays in one place on your network. And in order to do that, we're going to give it a static IP address. Now I've opened up the terminal. I'm going to type ifconfig to uh, show you what kind of an IP address that I have. Now, here you see... That my ip address is 172 108 and that my broadcast address is 255, 255 255 zero this is a um, dynamic IP that I just received and what we are going to do is we are going to uh, give our server a static IP and the reason I called up this uh, string of addresses this IP address is because then I can see what the address is on my network most of the time these three numbers are are the address of your network and these are the addresses of your machine. It's technical, it would take too long to explain, but uh, just keep this window open because we're going to need it if we set a static IP. In order to do that, we click here on the button uh, of the network connections and we choose edit connections. Choose the connection that your server uses to connect to the network. It could be wireless, it could be wired. In my case, it's wired and choose edit. Go to IPv4 settings, and instead of having it on automatic or DHCP, choose manual and click Add Address. Now, the address on my network is 172.16.50. And because I don't want to choose an address that has been distributed by my DHCP server, I'm going to choose one that's nice and high up in the tree so i'm sure it's not being distributed by my dhcp server i'm going to choose 240. netmask it uh ubuntu will make a suggestion of which netmask it thinks it should use but i'm always punching it in manually to be sure 255 255 255 zero and the gateway is the address of my router 172 16 51. then uh it will also ask me the dns servers because i uh, said that I will do this manually. You don't have to give me the DNS servers because that's something that um, DHCP, DHCP servers also do. But I'm going to do it manually. And to make it easy to remember, I'm going to use the Google Ones, comma 8.8.4.4. I click Save. I click Close. <clears throat> and to be sure, I'm going to disable networking and re-enable networking there you go. And if I once again go looking for the IP address, check this out. This is 172.16.51.08. That's the one I got from my DHCP server. I just changed it. And now it's 172.16.2.40. Ideal. It's working. Now, just to make sure that everything is working, I am going to connect to the internet. I'm going to uh, see if I can connect to one of the cooler sites. Just open up Firefox here and then we are sure that everything is working. Let's see. There you go. Hack tips and tweaks for cross platform geeks. The internet connection works. That means that your IP address and your default gateway and everything is set up right. To be double sure, I'm going to ping myself. Ping 172.16 Fifty. Oh, what do we say? Two forty. Uh, Fifty. Two forty. And I get a reply from myself. So. That's that taken care of. We've given our server a static IP address, and now we need to start doing some services, installing some services. And before we can turn it into a cross-platform sliding superstation, we need to install an SSH server. Now that's pretty easily done. I'll just clear the screen here. All I need to do is sudo apt-get. Open SSH-server. Now, there are a lot of cool things that we can do with Open SSH. If you ever listen to the podcast, you'll see that we talk about it um, on a regular basis. Oh, I have to type install, of course. It doesn't understand the command. Uh, I talk about Open SSH servers on a regular basis because you can do very cool things with it. But um, I wanted to install it today to, uh, give, to show you uh, how you can use it to actually actually distribute graphical desktops with it. but we'll get to all the other fun stuff a little bit later on. There you go. I've installed openSSH server. I've given the uh, server a static IP. Next up it's time to install the no machine server. Now it's time to install the real deal. Let's install our No Machine server that will enable us to uh, turn this server into a cross platform sliding superstation or something like that. Now, what you do is just uh, go to Google and uh, type in No Machine. I could give you the uh, URL, but <laughs> why, why bother? Just use uh, Google to do the thinking for you and go to the No Machine uh, website. Click on the download button and scroll down to where it says an x Free Edition for Linux. Now there are I386, which are 32-bit uh, distributions of no machine server and 64-bit. And because we installed a 64-bit system, we are going to take those and we're going to take them for the DEB architecture because let's face it, we've got a Debian system. Ubuntu is Debian based. Just click here and there are three clients or three applications that we need to install. So we're going to install them one by one. We're going to download them, save file. Download the second one. Save file. And download the third one. Save file. And we're going to install them using the command line because you know you can do it by point and click, but the command line is way cooler. Now these uh, files have been downloaded in my download directory, so I do cd downloads. There they are, and it's actually quite easy to install. Uh, all you need to do is type dpkg minus or sudo sorry sudo dpkg minus i, and then we're going to start with the clients and x. You don't have to type this all out, just hit tab and uh, then hit enter. It will ask me for my user password, the root password. It's okay. Pretty cool. Installing. It's going to take a little bit. And the next one that we'll install is the NX node and then the NX server. There we go. Um, there we go. Now the next one is the NX node. So just arrow up here, NX node. There you go. Enter. See, the command line is so much cooler to work with. And it's not that hard. You can just use uh, arrow up to take the previous command. You just scroll back here and type NX server, and then just tab to autocomplete. There you go, that's it, installed. Now to make sure that everything works, we're gonna reboot the machine, and uh, that's pretty easy, just uh, choose to reboot the machine. And then we're gonna try connecting using a client. To really turn this into a sliders adventure, I've uh, opened up my Windows 8 virtual machine, and I'm going to show you how to run Linux. Is our this is our server here that we had that we have built on a Windows virtual uh, machine or on a Windows machine using the NX client. Now, in order to uh, access our uh, Linux server that we built here and uh, use Linux on every any operating system, we do need to install the client first. And we do that by just looking for the open NX client. and we can find that one easily here. We're just hitting open NX. and it will open up the right search term. And uh, the openNX client is a open variant of the uh, NX client that we uh, showed you earlier. Uh, and it works on everything, that's why I like uh, to use it. So just click Open X, and click Download. And once that, once uh, that is done, you can see you can choose from the Windows or the OSX variety. We'll go for the Windows variety, it's going to download. And the cool thing about this um, is that you can actually run it on older systems now let's say you have a Windows XP machine and it's not really safe to take that on the internets anymore you can just install the OpenNX client and use it to connect to your pretty hefty Linux machine that you've got running on your network and because this is not remote desktop you can have several people connecting to your Linux server at the same time and there they can do all kinds of things they can surf the web and do everything that they want to do without endangering the actual source system and they use the CPU power of the Linux machine that we built. So it's kind of like building your own terminal server, which is really cool. And it can really give you a lot of options. If you're just uh, by yourself, you can access your Linux server from anywhere and be a real cross-platform slider. But if you want to build a machine that is also accessible for your kids and want to show them how Linux works, this is also a pretty cool setup. So meanwhile, I'm downloading the no machine client here. Just click yes and accept, and all stuff, and there you go, that's the OpenNX client installing right there. Um, but it's a really cool solution. The thing with remote desktop is that you are actually remote controlling the active desktop with this OpenNX um, technology, you have several um desktops running at the same time just like you're uh, running your own terminal server and you can actually have different people run different uh window managers it gets pretty geeky but i'll show you it's not that hard to do while it's adding its firewall rules we're gonna see that the icon is here nicely at the top left i'm gonna wait for it to uh complete the install takes a couple of minutes, and then we're going to hit Finish. Just click the icon here to start the client, and it will ask us for some things. Click Next. It's going to ask us for the session name. And this is just the the name of the session. This is the name of your connection to your server that you can remember. So I'm going to call that test user to, to Ubuntu because it's a ubuntu system and as a host it's uh, going to be the ip address of our server 50.2 two forty, and we'll leave the port where it is depending on your connection speeds, you can uh, move this lever around i keep it in the middle because that's uh, the uh, that's pretty uh, friendly when you're uh, on broadband or when you're uh, on your own network at home we click next and now it's gonna ask us which window environment we wanna use. And because we're using Ubuntu and Un- we're using Unity, and Unity is not in this list. So we are going to have to choose a custom environment. And we're gonna do that by clicking custom and typing the following command slash usr slash bin slash. USR start lubuntu because we're going to use the uh, lxde interface we're going to choose new virtual desktop it's going to give us a nice desktop a separate desktop from our windows desktop otherwise it's going to get too confusing i'm going to choose a custom resolution here just to make it a little simple i'll take one that's pretty small but you can make it larger and just click next next again and finish There you go. Got a shortcut on the desktop. It's going to ask us for our login, which is test user, our password. And we can try if this would work. There you go. It's asking if um, the system is really the system. Just click OK there. That's not a problem. And we'll be starting the session. There you see the NX icon appearing. And there you have it. Our LXDE desktop. Now this is our personal window with our personal window manager and our personal environment of the system that we have actually built. Now as I'm logging in here I'll switch back to um, to the system here. You can see I'm actually uh, quickly logging in as a guest. This thing is running Lubuntu. Uh, this thing sorry is running uh, Unity and I've got a guest user working on it while at the same time Remotely, this is running uh, LXDE or Lubuntu, and I've got something else going on at the same time. Now you have to make sure that um, you give it plenty of RAM to do this, but with my user, I'm logged in as test user, I can just surf to nightwise.com, and it will be doing that right away. And at the very same time, that system is also serving another user Uh, which is doing something completely different. So that is using your NX client on a Windows machine It will allow you to uh, have your Windows uh, machine, but run a Linux desktop at the same time. And as I said, it's not remote desktop. You can do it with uh, several system, got a game here. Meanwhile, the other user on that very system is running a LibreOffice, and if I really want to confuse you let's go into Windows and do something completely different at the same time. So that is the power of being a slider. The cool thing is that the connection that you have of this graphical environment to your Linux machine is secure, so nobody will see what you are doing. It is a completely secure connection, so if you want to run that from um, an internet cafe or something that is very secure and very safe. So you'll always have your own private Linux desktop with you from anywhere. Now we showed it uh, how to do it on a Windows machine. Now it's time to show you how it's done on a Mac, taking your Linux machine with you everywhere, even on your Mac. Time to slide some more, and this time we are going to connect to our Linux machine, which is running in a virtual machine here in the background, from our Mac. Now, if you are running Lion or Mountain Lion, you'll need an extra piece of software before you can install the client to connect to your Ubuntu system. And that software is called Quartz. You can just Google for Quartz for OSX and you'll be taken to the main Quartz page where you can download the package. What Quartz will actually do is enable you to run the OpenNX client that we mentioned earlier on because this one is uh, this client is also something we're going to need on the Mac. But in order for this to function, we need Quartz. So while Quartz is downloading in the background, we are going to go to the OpenNX site again. Click on Download and once again this time choose the OS X version of uh, the OpenNX client and download that straight away this might take a little while so while it's downloading we are going to uh, see if quartz has already been installed I think I downloaded it a little earlier let me see here it is this is the quartz package that I just downloaded so all you need to do is double click On the package and choose continue, 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 agree, and just install that. It will take a little while to install. Let me just uh, enter my password here. I'll do that off screen if you don't mind. And Quartz is installing. Let me see how far we are with the whole install of um, of our. Open client here. Where is it? Okay, that one's bit in two. So while quartz is installing here, <clears throat> we're gonna uh, download and install the open client as well. And that's also not that hard to do. I'll show you the install wizard. All you need to do is do the package. Open the package, click continue, continue, agree. It's basically the same thing. So it has to wait for the Quartz installer to complete, which it just did, let me close that. I'll close that too. So now I've installed both uh, the Quartz and the OpenNX uh, client. So let's start that one up, I'm just going to move this out of the way a little bit. Let's just start the OpenNX client by going to the, um, let's see, going to the uh, Explorer, sorry about that, just uh, looking for the application here, okay, where is it, well, we'll just look for it in, um, we'll look for it in the Applications folder here, there you go. There you go. OpenNX. And just click the OpenNX application. And it will automatically start the wizard if all goes well. You see it's opening up. There you go. Now I have pre-configured the OpenNX client before, uh, but I want to show you how it's done again by uh, just running the connection wizard instead which will take me through everything. It will give you a little bit of an error about CUPS, but just click OK. You don't have to do that. And here it's the same thing. You just give the session a name. Let's call it Sliders Academy. <clears throat> and then the IP address of our machine. 192, sorry, one seven two sixteen fifty two forty. 240 click on next here also we're gonna to have to customize it a little bit so choose custom settings and once again just like we did on Windows what we do here is we enter slash user slash bin slash start Lubuntu and we're also gonna take a new virtual desktop it's the same thing that on Windows I'll give it Uh, 800 by 600, which will actually be enough. Click Next, and create a shortcut on the desktop. Okay, we got a little bit of a problem here where it actually uh, quits, so I'll just ignore that and open the uh, client again. And there you'll see that we'll actually be able to connect to Sliders Academy here. So it's going to ask us for a login, and our login is quite simple. It is test user. Password is also. There's a little bug in it that after you run the connection wizard, it crashes, but if you restart the client, it's okay. I'm going to choose login. It's going to ask us if the fingerprint's okay. Just click yes. Okay. And as we close these windows, there's another little bug in the in the, in, in the client that it gives you the gigantic resolution, uh, which is not something that you want. So you can easily fix that on the Mac. It's a bug in the software I checked. So we go to system tools. Let me see here, monitor settings. Should drag that back into screen. <laughs> it's a pretty big resolution. Just put it on whatever you would like to use. Let's say 1280, apply. That's still a little bit too big. Can't see the whole screen, but you know what I mean. You can just set the resolution in your uh, Linux client uh, or in your Linux machine, and then you're off. You can now run Linux on your Mac. There you go. Look how cool that is. So there you go. Now, the cool thing is you can connect, as I said, from multiple machines at the same time using multiple user accounts. So were we to take our... um, server here and make some new users we could distribute those users over our network and uh, have uh, an NX client for your mom for your wife for your kids and let them connect all at the same time from different operating systems using different graphical user interfaces it's as wild and as complicated as you want to make it or perhaps you just want to slide your Linux desktop from OS to OS in any case um nx free and the uh open nx client is going to help you do that so that was linux on windows and on your mac all right that's all we have time for this week on nightwise.com we taught you the art of sliding or at least the beginning of the art of sliding Using this setup, the NX server and the NX clients, is uh, something that you can use in a variety of scenarios. Whether you have a virtual machine at home and want to have Linux on every machine where you are, you can do that. Or whether you want to have several users in your house connect to a central Linux machine and each have their own desktop where they can work in, that's something that you can do too. It's a very, very nice way not only to bring Linux to any operating system you're working with, but also to share the power of a central PC towards uh, or t- out towards several lighter PCs around the house. Uh, an example that I have is I've got a i5 desktop tower in the house running NX uh, server, and downstairs in the basement I have a tiny, tiny uh, EEE PC with an NX client on there and a bigger screen so whenever I connect to my server I use the little EEE PC but I don't use the CPU power of the little EEE PC because that is the the CPU power that I'm using is the one from the NX server from the big machine upstairs so if you have kids with lighter laptops or an old XP machine why not install the NX client on there and connect them to your bigger Linux machine and let them uh, you know, try out Linux or make it uh, make a setup like that for your wife or your spouse or your beloved. You can also do this from um, off site, you know, from across the internet, but that will be the topic to uh, another episode of Sliders Academy because then we are going to talk about opening up your Linux machine to other networks across the internet so you can access them from virtually anywhere. But that's also something that we need to deal with when it comes down to security, and that will be something for a uh, later chapter. So that's about all we have time for. If you are new to the podcast, head on over to www.nightwise.com. that's K-N-I-G-H-T-W-I-S-E.com, where you'll find links to everything we talk about and more articles about life as a slider, how to move from operating system to operating system. We have it for you. Hacks, tips, and tweaks for cross-platform geeks. If you are a connoisseur and fan of the Nightwise.com podcast, you might be interested to know how good uh, the book is coming along. It should have been out last month, but we are still working on the corrections. And uh, Nightwise.com is actually um, publishing a book, an ebook, with 65 stories from 8 years of the Nightwise.com blog. Uh, with nice pictures in it and it's a a real nice read for you geeks out there who want a a bedtime story for a geek. That's just perfect. That book is coming. We're still finishing up the corrections and we'll keep you posted. That's all I have time for. I'm going to um, (coughs) play around with my Linux machines and see if I can access some of them from other machines. I've got my Windows 8 machine right behind me. I can connect to my NX server. I've got my Mac here editing down the show with on the second screen. I've got a virtual machine. I am sliding all over the place. It doesn't really matter what operating system you use as long as you get the stuff done that you would like to do and have that technology that you use work for you. That's all we have time for. See you guys and girls on the flip side. Until then, happy sliding.